0: Overtime with Joe Parker provides a comprehensive look into high school sports in North Atlanta. Tune in each week for prep sports headlines and in-depth discussions with local players and coaches. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Overtime. I am Joe Parker, resident sports reporter here at App Media Group and it's a podcast kind of day for me. I'll be giving you some updates uh, on week four football it's a local team won a volleyball tournament and we'll have updates on softball region play as well and as I said it's a podcast kind of day for me because later this week you can also hear me talking sports movies on our newest podcast uh, Pod with the Wind. That is with our Carson Cook, and uh, and looking forward to a great show. We're also going to uh, quiz each other on topics we know nothing about. Uh, me, I'll be quizzing her on some football knowledge, and she will be quizzing me on movie knowledge, uh, something, as I said, I really know nothing about. But uh, you get to hear some of my favorite sports movies and the one that I will cry at every single time I watch it. So be sure to also check out Pod with the Wind if you are a movie buff as well as a sports buff. Uh, The most recent episode features an interview with Disney animator Tom Bancroft. Right, but uh, for now, we are going to jump in to week four of the GHSA football season. And we're going to start in class 7A, and we will start with a battle of the oldest and newest programs in Forsyth County, that of course being Forsyth Central and Denmark. Those two teams met in the first intra-county game uh, on Friday night, and it was a low-scoring affair, and the newest program to the area prevailed. Denmark took a 7-3 win. Forsyth uh, Central scored on a field goal early in the first quarter, but Denmark's young defense uh, held the Bulldogs scoreless for the remainder of the contest. Right after Forsyth Central's field goal, the Danes found the end zone with a pass from Ben Whitlock to Adonis Tolbert, and that would be the final score of the game. With the win, Denmark is now 3-0 to begin its inaugural season, a really impressive uh, out of that brand new program under Terry Crowder, and uh, for Scythe Central, that was their first loss of the season. They are now two and one. Uh, after two games on the road, the Danes are back at home this Friday against Dawson County. While for Scythe Central, will be on the road against Lakeside Atlanta. What well, was another low-scoring affair for Lambert and Peachtree Ridge? But Lambert took the seven to nothing victory over the Lions. That improves the Longhorns to three and one this season. Lambert quarterback Peyton Rich threw the only touchdown in the game a 38 yarder to Drew Doctor on the Longhorns second possession of the game. The Lions offense struggled against a strong uh, Longhorns defensive performance. Offensively, the Longhorns racked up an impressive 8 sacks on the night and uh so really strong uh, uh shutout win for Lambert. And uh Peyton Rich was 13 for 23 passing for 124 yards. Uh, Of course, with the uh, sole touchdown of the game, uh, Jake Rising had 62 yards rushing to lead the Longhorns. Lambert has a bye this week before closing out their non-region schedule against Lanier at home on September 21st. Roswell and West Forsyth met in Forsyth County. And in a battle of uh, two strong 7A teams, Roswell squeaked by with the 21-17 victory. Uh, the Hornets got offense got off to a fast start. Kamonte uh, Jet put Roswell on the board with a two-yard touchdown rush on their opening drive of the game. And Roswell extended their lead just three minutes later after blocking a West Forsyth punt. And then uh, John Copenhaver ran in from 20 yards out on an end-around to uh, extend that Hornets' lead. Both teams uh, exchanged scores before the half, and the score was 21-14. to But uh, West Forsyth's field goal in the third quarter was the last score of the game. However, Roswell had three huge stops uh, in that second half. Uh, late in the game, West Forsyth was looking for their comeback when Facing a third and 14 with under two minutes left, West Forsyth's uh, quarterback scrambled and was leveled with a hard hit from Roswell's Danico Slaughter. That uh, big hit caused Whitfield to fumble, and Khalid Mobley of Roswell scooped up the loose ball, took it. 43 yards down the West Forsyth 16-yard line, and that was enough to ice the game and improve Roswell to 3-0 this season. Roswell is back in action this Friday for the 64th edition of the Milton-Roswell rivalry, of course the longest running and uh, probably has the most uh, love-to-hate sentiment of any local rivalry, and uh, both teams are going to enter that game with undefeated 3-0 records. Uh, With West Forsyth's loss, they dropped to 0-3. They are on the road against Peachtree Ridge this Friday. Uh, South Forsyth beat South Gwinnett for the third straight year to improve to 3-1 Friday night. South Forsyth took that win 21-7. Uh, it was not an offensive showcase for either team, uh, with South Forsyth racking up uh, just a little over 200 total yards. But with their defensive play, it was enough for the win. South Gwinnett's only scores, uh, or excuse me, only score came on a pick six early on in that game. Drew Morris had uh, two touchdown rushes and connected with Colby Cruz on a touchdown uh, pass that was enough to give the War Eagles the separation they needed, again with their defensive play, keeping South Gwinnett off the scoreboard. Uh, South Forsyth has a bye on September 14th, so this Friday, and then they will close out their non-region schedule against Hillgrove. Now, taking a look at Class 6A, where region play has begun, Cambridge is now 1-0 in region play. They uh, won a close one, 16-14 over Dunwoody. Uh, Cambridge trailed at the half, but the Bears then built a 16-7 lead in the third quarter on a Stratton trip rushing touchdown and a 33-yard field goal from uh, Jack Tindall. Uh, The Wildcats attempted to mount a comeback. They actually did score with under two minutes remaining in regulation, but uh, their onside kick was recovered by Cambridge, and that was good enough for the Bears' win. Uh, Philip Mike Collins had 154 yards rushing in the win, and Stratton Tripp was 8-for-16 passing for 114 yards the Bears are back in action this Friday at home against Centennial. And speaking of Centennial, the Knights also won their region opening game 35 to 28 over Pope. Max Brosmer was 15 for 27 passing for 269 yards with two touchdowns. And he also rushed for 53 yards. Drake Mason and Freddie Fairley each had 100 yards receiving and a touchdown. And Cal Dickey had 125 yards on the ground with two touchdowns. Uh, Centennial actually led 28-14 to uh, in the third quarter, but Pope tied the game with two unanswered scores. Uh, but uh, Centennial closed it out with a 60-yard touchdown pass from Brosmer to Fairley with five minutes remaining. Right now, taking a look at Northview and Chattahoochee, the uh, ba- backyard battle in Johns Creek. Uh, Northview beat Chattahoochee to improve to 2-1 and this season while handing Chattahoochee their third loss. Uh, Hooch is now 0-3. The Titans led ten to nothing at halftime, but flurry of scoring in the second half. Actually, seventy six combined points in that second half, uh, and it was one of those games that just went back and forth, back and forth throughout the, uh, the that second half. Uh, Chattahoochee tied the game at seventeen with a field goal early in the fourth. But uh, Northview then scored on its ensuing drive, and Colin Ferguson came up with a pick six to put the Titans ahead by two scores. But uh, as I said, this was back and forth. Hooch then responded with a touchdown, and Northview uh Northview's Will Kaler he racked up 226 uh yards rushing on the night scored from 47 yards out to give the Titans a two point or a two score lead once again uh but Hooch wasn't done on the next play quarterback Damon Stewart completed an 80 yard pass with just three minutes left uh, however, Northview converted a fourth and two in the late in the fourth quarter to uh, seal that win. Northview quarterback Bo Lark was 15 for 24 passing for 229 yards with three total touchdowns. And uh, we talked about Will Kaler's performance, 259 yards rushing, came on 23 carries, and he had two scores. Uh, For Chattahoochee, Max Webb had 188 yards rushing on 18 carries with two touchdowns, and Damon Stewart put up uh, a lot of yards with 124 rushing and 149 yards passing. Right, finally, John's Creek opened its region slate of games with a 53 to 32 win over North Atlanta. That is John's Creek's third straight win in their region opening game. The Gladiators trailed the entire first half until Giovanni Dyer returned a kickoff for a touchdown with 9 seconds left before halftime that put the Gladiators up 20 to 19. And they came out in the second half and scored three unanswered touchdowns to power their win. Uh, North Atlanta scored early in the fourth, but uh, Johns Creek continued to find the end zone, including a uh, pick six and a Nate Watson rushing score. The Gladiators uh, are now two and one, and as mentioned, one and zero in region play. They will play crosstown rivals Chattahoochee this Friday. And Blessed Trinity in Class 4A completed just a ridiculously arduous uh, non-region schedule with a perfect record. I mean BT improved to four and zero with a thirty-eight to seven win over Benedictine. On Friday night, uh, Benedictine, one of the top class 3A teams, and Steele Chambers uh, led the way for the Titans' offense. He scored four touchdowns and got some work done defensively. He recovered a uh, fumble as well. Uh, BT just came out strong. They opened a 24-0 halftime lead with three Chambers touchdowns and a long field field goal from Ethan Chauvin. BT's defense has just... Uh, c- just continued its uh, really strong play to open this season. Of course, it was so vital to their state championship run last year, and BT's defense looking outstanding uh, here in the early goings of this season. And but they will have uh, this a bye this week to get healthy. They've got some some starters out, so after their bye this week, they will begin Region Seven Four A play against West Hall. In Class A, private fellowship Christian beat Walker fifty-seven to twenty. It was a big offensive night for the Paladins. They rushed for two hundred and seventy-two yards among ten players, with a total of six rushing touchdowns. Cameron Gill had seventy-eight yards and three scores to lead that rushing charge. And QB Brooks Bryant was eight for ten passing for 157 yards with two touchdowns, and uh, that continues Fellowships' uh, strong offensive start to this season. They've scored at least 48 game or 48 points in all three of their games so far this year. Paladins will close out their non-region schedule against Stratford Academy this Friday. Uh, Mount Pisgah fell to 1-1 in region play. They dropped a lopsided one to Whitfield Academy, 42-7. The uh, Wolfpack led 35-0 at the half and cruised to that win uh, their first over Mount Pisgah since 2012. The Patriots have a bye this week uh, before taking on region opponent Kings Ridge on September 21st. And the wait is finally over for Pinecrest Academy. They scored their first on-field win since 2016. Uh, It was their first win since a 14-7 win over Brookstone in the first round of the 2016 playoffs. Uh, the Paladins. Uh, if you remember, they did uh, win a game last year due to South Forsyth fielding an ineligible player. But uh, this was, of course, their first on-field win. It was 33-6 over Athens Christian. And uh, Pinecrest will look to get a win streak going this Friday as they return to region play against Whitfield Academy. And St. Francis got its first win under head coach Frank Barden. They uh, went on the road against Lakeview Academy and and had a, a blowout win 40 to nothing in their uh, final non-region game. Uh, St. Francis racked up 328 passing yards. Those uh, receptions, 120 came from Jai Smith and 102 from Isaiah Wadsworth. QB Josh Gill was 16 for 27 for those 328 yards and had an extremely impressive five touchdowns in the win. Uh, St. Francis has a bye this Friday, and then they will play Whitfield Academy on September 21st. So that's your roundup for week four of the GHSA football season. Now we'll turn our attention to volleyball. And as mentioned earlier, a local team won a, a tournament, and that was Centennial. Uh, they went 5-0 and o at a tournament at Collins Hill. They beat Grayson, Discovery, Walnut Grove, North Oconee, and Mountain View. That improved them to 13-8 and eight overall this season. And they will get back to region play against Johns Creek on Tuesday night. That will be their third region match. Uh, Roswell was also in action over the weekend. They've traveled to Tennessee to compete in the Rocky Top Classic and went 4-1 against teams from the Volunteer State and uh, Chelsea out of Alabama. Roswell's back in region play tomorrow against Etowah, looking for their first region win. They are currently 0-3. In Region 5-7A, five of the six local teams have at least ten wins under their belt already this season, and Region play uh, gets back to action this week. Lambert is currently 2-0 in the region, and they face Forsyth Central tomorrow. Also in action tomorrow are Milton and South Forsyth, and North Forsyth and West Forsyth will face off. In Class 4A, Blessed Trinity has started its season 21-4, and they will begin their region schedule against region newcomer Flowery Branch on Tuesday. In Area 5 of Class A Private, Fellowship Christian and St. Francis lead the way at 2-0 in area play. Uh, For those teams in that area, the non-area play continues this week, uh, but they will get back to facing one another next week. Uh, Now we'll take a look at some local softball action slated for this week, and I'll start in Region 5-7A, where Forsyth Central and North Forsyth are both at 4-2 to lead the region standings. North Forsyth is coming off a 15-2 win over Lambert last week, and Central shutout Milton 4-0. North faces South Forsyth, who are 3-3 in region play on Tuesday, and Lambert and Forsyth Central will also battle. And uh, finally, Milton will travel to take on West Forsyth again all those games on Tuesday night. And it should be interesting to see how that region race shapes up because uh, while Central and North lead, it's a logjam at the moment in those standings. Uh, Roswell dropped to 0-8 in Region 4-7A play. They will look to get their first region win against Walton on Tuesday. And uh, region play also continues for 7-6A teams this week. Pope recently improved to 8-0 with a 10-0 win over Cambridge last week, and the Greyhounds hold a two-game lead over Dunwoody. Cambridge and Chattahoochee currently sit at 5-3, and Alpharetta is 4-4 in those standings. Uh, Some games early this week feature Northview at Johns Creek, Chattahoochee at Pope and Alpharetta at Cambridge in Region Seven Four A. Newcomers Flowery Branch currently lead the pack. Uh, they'll they will take on Denmark, who are one in five in region play tomorrow. Blessed Trinity and Marist will also battle. Uh, Both of those teams currently sit two games behind Flowery Branch in the region's standings. And Speaking of Blessed Trinity, I I will close. I want to say congratulations to Blessed Trinity head baseball coach Andy Harlan on his recent induction into the Georgia Dugout Club Hall of Fame. You can uh, read more about that and uh, what Harlan had to say about the honor at NorthFulton.com. So that's going to do it for this week's edition of Overtime. Thank you so much for tuning in, and be sure to follow me on Twitter for updates and scores throughout the week. And again, uh, if if you haven't heard enough of my voice, <laughs> be sure to check out Pod With The Wind. You can listen in at northfulton.com, and, uh, and once again, I'll be discussing some sports movies, so you'll see if, well, you also cry at the same movie I do. <laughs> All right. Thanks again for listening. Everyone. Thank you for listening to Overtime with Joe Parker. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show. And follow all of and Media's sports coverage at NorthFulton.com.